guys welcome back to rip city rundown it is the final podcast before the nba draft lottery as of this recording on tuesday may 9th we are just seven days away obviously you guys are watching this on wednesday may 6th or no wednesday may 10th i don't know how i just got a six from that but yeah final podcast before the lottery gonna be the biggest day of the offseason no matter what it's really gonna set us our set ourselves up for the rest of the offseason, whether we get the first pick and keep Wimby, whether we get a high pick that we could trade, or whether we drop down uh, into the 8-9 range, um, which is a possibility. We'll get into that. We'll be previewing everything you need to know for the draft lottery. Uh, we did a video similar to this last year. I didn't think we were going to be making one this year, but we are. Um, Cody, let's just start yeah. off from the jump. How do we feel? We we kind of talked about this on a couple podcasts ago, but Brandon Roy... It's going to be the draft oh, lottery representative. I thought you were just going to ask me about the draft and just this whole summer in general. Oh, but, I mean, um, we can we can go with whatever. Yeah. Well, first of all, as you, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know yet, Brandon Roy will be representing Portland in the draft. Last year was Damian Lillard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Dame. I remember his face. Um, he was a little disappointed when we ended up dropping a seven, but we got sharp. So, so hopefully, Brandon Roy gives us some better luck. Um, one of my favorite Blazers as a kid growing up. Yeah. He was he was my Damian Lillard when I was in like second grade, third grade. Yeah, so, that was my first um, Blazer jersey. Yeah, he was definitely my favorite player when I was a kid. So it's going to be awesome to see him once again. And hopefully he gets up some luck and gives us a good pick. Because I remember last year you did a stream for the draft. And obviously we got the seventh pick, so it didn't go so well. But hopefully the tables can turn around this year and we can get a high pick which can lead to a high prospect player or keep the pick. Oh my gosh. The combinations of what will happen this summer are infinite 10 to the 10 billion power. Anything can happen, but um, yeah, you might as well write it on the whiteboard behind you. 10 to the yeah, you guys like my, you guys like my background. I don't even know what this is, but yeah. Um, Brandon Roy being of the representative is hopefully a good luck charm because he's actually been the representative before. And also, it's going to be easier. We're going to keep this serious today. West isn't in here. He's not going to force in some jokes that get off off track about Brandon Roy. Um, <laughs> we're we're all we're keeping our blinders on. And we are very focused today. So, but last time Brandon Roy was the representative. Obviously, he was drafted in the lottery in 2006. But after his rookie year, he was the representative in 2007, and that's when we jumped up. I think it was six spots and ended up getting the number one pick in Greg Oden. Hopefully we have a better better fate with Wimbanyama if we get the first pick that we do with Odin, but that's besides the point. I also want to go ahead and say this. If you haven't seen our best bets of the day on Instagram and Twitter for the past week, why? You have to go check it out. Um, we are currently, if I want to get this right, we are currently 12, 5, and 1 on our best bets. Cody just had Jordan Poole over. 12 and a half points last night. He hey, hey. Zero points. Hey, you got to look at all the W's I've had too. You no, but Cody has had some you. W's. Um, he had Jokic over points when he went off for that 50 bomb. Cole hasn't lost one yet. Or I'm speaking in third person. Myself hasn't lost one yet. I'm 5-0-1. Oh, I had my push with Draymond last night. Obviously, we are putting all these bets on my bookie, and you can go ahead and get in on these bets too on my bookie as well. If you want to, you can use code RIPCITY. Um, when you put a first deposit in and you can get a big deposit match up to a thousand dollars, that is code RIP City. The link to that will be the top comment 
And you can also just look up mybookie.website.ripcity if you want to get in on the action. So we're going to have a best bet for the podcast later in this episode. We hit last week's one when we had Celtics in the first half, minus four and a half. We'll get into next week's, or I guess this week's um, bet in the future. But go check out mybookie if you want to do with that. Cody, I'm going to do a little rundown of how the Blazers have been in the draft lottery recently. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if this is right, but it says we've only been in the draft lottery eight times in our history as a franchise, but I think that makes sense because I'm not sure when the lottery came to be, but it had to be sometime in the eighties, somewhere around there. And I have to remember back in the nineties, when we were making finals all the time, we were getting to the playoffs year in and year out. Um, so this will upcoming this year will be the ninth year. Um, our past luck, we got the 13th pick in 2004. We drafted Sebastian Telfair, who was a bad pick, but we were projected 13. We got 13. We mm-hmm. No luck there, but was as expected. In 2005, we were projected to have the fourth pick. We ended up moving up to the third pick, drafting Darren Williams, who obviously went on to be an all-star, but not with the Blazers. I'm not sure what the trade was with that pick. Uh, sure. Next, The next year, we were projected to have the first overall pick, However, we dropped to the fourth overall pick and we drafted Tyrus Thomas, who ended up being a big bust, but we ended up trading that Tyrus Thomas pick for LaMarcus Aldridge. So good business there. Um, And Brandon Roy was that year as well. 2007, obviously, is the infamous jump from seven to one pick Greg Oden, unfortunate bust. 2008, we were projected to go 13th. We got the 13th, selected Brandon Rush. Shocker, guys, another bust. Then in 2012, uh, and oh, that makes sense. This is all our personal picks. So the Damian Lillard pick isn't in there because that was obviously the Hornets pick. And then the Brandon Roy pick wasn't in there because that was the Timberwolves pick. But in 2012, mm-hmm. we were projected to go 11. We got 11. We drafted another bust, Myers Leonard. <laughs> then in 2013, we were supposed to be the 10th. We got the 10th pick CJ, great pick. And then obviously last year we were supposed to be the sixth, ended up being the seventh, got shade and sharp. So a little, some bust, some non-bust. You can, I don't know if you just said right there, Myers Leonard is not a bust, but if you- That was a joke, he is a bust. He is in the league though, but- um, He is in the league. All jokes jokes aside, I feel like our luck has been pretty evenly distributed. I mean- I would argue it's just been bad. You would argue it's been bad. Well, I'm not talking about bust. I'm just talking about oh, yeah. the, oh, the, yeah, 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 the gumball drop or whatever. Yeah. Ping pong. Oh, no, yeah. We've had two but, jump ups, two jump downs or fall downs. So, yeah. And But um, selecting an actual player, that's obviously a skill. And um, we did not do that in 2007. Um, hopefully, we don't reminisce in our future here. And, you know, because Victor Wemanyama, he's built like Kevin Durant. What if we got the number one pick, didn't pick Victor, picked Brandon Miller instead? And then Victor Wamanyama became Ke- like Kevin Durant. It's, that could happen again. And Brandon Roy is the re- representative again. But no. Um, oh, I feel like this. Putting that on this, my brain just hurt. Okay. But this number one pick, it's it's blue as the sky. Like whoever's getting one's obviously getting Victor. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. But interesting. Um, we'll touch on the percentages for each pick and just we'll talk about Wimby a lot in this, but obviously the importance of getting just jumping up in general. Uh, it's very important. So obviously the first four picks all have a 10.5% chance of the Blazers getting it. Actually, the third pick, we for some reason, we have a 10.6% chance. I don't know if that's just a typo on the website 
or if that's just a weird just part of the lottery system but if I, my math is right that is a 42.1% chance at getting a top 4 pick uh even though we have the fifth best odds are the odds we get the fifth pick is only 2.2 but that's mm-hmm. just because someone in this draft is most likely going to jump up. And if no one ends up jumping up, that's what the 2.2% chance is. We'll get the fifth pick. Sixth pick, we have a 19.6% chance. A seventh pick, we have a 26.7% chance. Eighth pick, 8.7% chance. Ninth, ninth pick, 0.6% chance. So we have a 47% chance of being sixth or seventh. So the odds tell you you're more likely to drop than you are to jump. But 40% chance to get a top four pick is very high, very substantial. And I don't know if you remember the draft lottery and how it works. They do it to where they announce it simultaneously, back to back to back, from 14 all the way to number five. And once you don't, I think that's what it is. Yeah, once you don't get in that, then they go to commercial break. You know who the top four is going to be in some order. And then they come back. They have each representative all on the screen. And then... They'll just knock them off one by one, say Charlotte with the fourth pick, Brandon Roy's right there, just getting all hyped because now we guarantee a top three pick and then so on and so forth. So hopefully we at least get to that top four. Um, that's that. That's really all we, we can hope for. I think it's very important to jump up just in general, if it's not just for Wemby, because like second, third, I, can, I mean, these players would probably be first overall picks in some drafts, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Arguably... The second or third. Scoot would be. Brandon Miller possibly would be, yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, okay, but if Victor's up here, I think two, three, four are here, and then there's a kind of a big drop-off past there. I mean, obviously, I don't know. You obviously know that someone five to ten is going to be an all-star and running the league in like five Shane years. Sharp. Like Shane Sharp <laughs> in, three, in three years from now. But, um, but yeah, you just don't know. But from just uh, – from what we know now about all the prospects, I think two, three, four would be clutch. One would obviously be the Hail Mary gift in the basket, Christmas for the Blazers, early Christmas for the Blazers. But um, but two, three, four is solid. And if we get a jump up, that would be so clutch. We need this. We need this for Dame. We need this for even if we're not going to keep the player. Um, a two, three, four is so so good for a trade. Like um, who would who would. Who's a four trade, you think, for fourth pick? Who could um, I mean, Third we're pick? talking, I, I just have to compare it to maybe a little lower than this, but Andrew Wiggins was the first overall pick in 2014, and he was traded before he was drafted for a prime Kevin Love coming off of yeah. seasons where he's averaging 25 and 11 in Minnesota. So if it's not a Kevin Love level, you're talking like, again, the value of picks might have changed at this point, but... You're talking a guy that's all-star caliber. I have to and think. Prime Especially Kevin Love getting second or third. Prime Kevin Love when Wiggins was traded. That's got to be equivalent to a what today? Maybe like a a Bam or maybe yeah. better. Maybe Bam. Like, maybe like you could argue Siakam. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're attaching other things to it, but just people forget how high a value is of a pick. Like. Last year, before we even drafted Shade and Sharp, when we just had the seventh pick, there were rumors that we could have traded the seventh pick for OG. And mm-hmm. obviously now we probably wouldn't trade we wouldn't trade Shaden for OG, but even before we knew what Shaden was, the value of just having the opportunity of giving a guy like Shaden is worth a guy that is was the first team all defense player this year, I think. So just 
everyone saying everyone going into this draft lottery saying, "Oh, it's Wimby or bust." If we don't get the first, it's a I'm gonna be Not disappointed. True. Like, Not true at all. It's going to be a major, major disappointment if we end walk out of here with a seventh pick, and it might screw the whole offseason in the sense mm-hmm. of we're not going to get much better. But if we can get the second or third pick, that is a massive W for this organization and one that we desperately, desperately need. Do you think wanna, Yeah. Do you think if we get two, three, or four, there's any chance the Blazers don't trade it and keep it? I mean, I think there's always a chance. You can't just confirm because at the end of the day, it takes two to tango, as Wes would say. I feel like Wes would say something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it takes two two teams, two GMs to make a trade. And at the end of the day, you can't just confirm that someone wants to trade somebody for the pick. I think that the Blazers are going to explore all options to make that trade because at the end of the day, I, okay, here. I think that if we get the second pick and it's Scoot Henderson, obviously the point guard out of the, I guess he's in the G League right now, but he's getting. We're gonna try to trade him because you're not gonna draft a point guard when you're trying to win a championship with Dame. If we mm-hmm. get the third pick, I think we're still trying to trade it. We're always trying to trade it. But if we can't find a good trade, I think we would be okay with drafting a guy like Brandon Miller, a guy that would be a small forward and fit pretty well in the starting lineup. Now you'd have to convince Dame that that's a good idea because obviously he had those quotes at the end of the year where he was like, I'm tired of, or not I'm tired of, but I don't want to play with a 19-year-old and wait for him to wait for him to breach his potential. I think he was excluding yeah. Shaden from that. But I think it's, I, just I think we're, about, I think it's a, it's a, it's a trade if we can. Yeah. I think it's all about just looking at the perspective of Dame's window. How many more years does he have left? The question last year, and honestly the last like three years when it comes to off season is, are we going to make that big move now to try to get exponentially better to the level where we can actually compete and contend for an NBA championship? And we're asking that same question this year. Dame is continuing to show his durability throughout these last three or so years, having his best season at age 33. I mean, you got Steph. He's 35 right now. He's putting on. I can't believe he's 35. I didn't even realize that. I know. He's 35 years old, and he's competing, dropping 50 bombs in game sevens, like, and Dame, I feel like, has followed Steph's path in terms of, like, maybe durability, if that makes sense. Unlike, you know, Westbrook, who's obviously fallen off. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not even going to compare Chris Paul because he's just a different type of player. But I don't think John Morant is at Dame's level when he's 35. Yeah. Um, so it's just showing that Dame is continuing to endure how good he is. And, um, and that question mark of just, do we want to build around him now? And I think if we do... We're gonna to have to trade Simon's for Sharp. So, yeah, that's the I biggest guess, story you know, that I guess, I guess we can go ahead and touch on that too because I dropped a video on Sharp last Monday, and then yesterday, as of this recording, I dropped a video on Simon's. I kind watched of just, both. And... Kind of just, yeah. Give me, give me what you think about it. I, I'm curious. I think, I think Simon's and Sharp. Pure, just talent-wise and expectation-wise, they have both exceeded. Um, I think people have that have thrashed Simons, it's kind of unfair to him because he put up a great stat line this year. But I think just the construction doesn't work. I'm going to be brutally honest. I don't mm-hmm, think sure. Dame and Steph, Dame and Steph, Dame and Simons can be a backcourt on a winning championship team because I don't think, I think those two lack the two tandem lacks defense and um, Simons was clearly the worst defender in the NBA. And Dame, I think was 
bottom six. And this wasn't off like pure actual, like how good of a defender they are, but by defensive efficiency, like obviously we were tanking. So that's going to skew that data a lot, but by all means, it means Damon Simons. Are, they're just not good defenders. They're not good defenders and they can't be together. In my opinion, if we want to win the championship. Here's my, my thoughts and people have, if you've watched that video, you already know, but I am just not, I, I think I'm less inclined than other fans to just like straight from the jump say, got to be sharp over Simons. C- can't keep Simons. We need to trade Simons. I think that Simons is the most realistic. And if I had to put money on it, then I'm saying Simons is going to get traded. And I think just based on the contract and we've seen a little more from him. So we know a little more what we have, I think, even though we don't know fully. Um, I just don't want it to turn into this situation next year with Sharp because Sharp is in the same scenario as Simons. Obviously yeah. the kicker is he's on less money. So for the next three years, we have a window where we could have a really good guard making basically bench player money and use that money on other places, which I think is very valuable. Um, but all we've seen from Sharp is just the final 10 games, like similar to what Simons was last year when we he kind of took over when we started tanking and he averaged good numbers for 20 games. So I do think Sharp's going to be great, and I hope he's going to be great, but I don't want to just pencil in that, oh, Sharp's going to be an all-star and he's going to be a 25-point-per-game scorer when we arguably already kind of have that with Simons because without Dame, mm-hmm. he averaged, I think it was like 28 points and six assists. And I think that he is a good chemistry fit with Dame. Um, but I do understand similar to what CJ was like, he is the guy that is most likely to be traded and probably could bring the most back. Um, and then I also want to say that team saying Simons doesn't have a lot of value. I think that's kind of some oh, BS cool. because cool. we're talking about a guy that's only 23. Mm-hmm. He's making $25 million, but Jordan Poole's making $28 million, and you just saw what he did last night, Cody, first and firsthand he, he, with he, a stake he in lost, the game. He lost me a dollar, man. <laughs> um, But with this new CBA and this salary cap rise that's going to come in the next couple of years, $25 million is going to look really good in two years. So Simons is going to be on a good contract. He's one of the best efficient, high-volume three-point shooters and scorers in general in the league, Mm -hmm. especially at his young age. And then clearly when he didn't have a ball dominant guard with in Dame next to him, he could go average 28 and six. So if you stick him on the nets next year, he's going to probably put up all-star numbers winning wise. They might not be an all-star, but Simons is a, is a big trade piece that the Blazers have. And those other fans that are saying he's not, um, I, I I like to call as the kids say, I like to call cap. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not on the boat of like straight up, we got to boot Simons. We have to trade him for another piece to make the Blazers a better constructive NBA team. But I am on the boat on it's either got to be Simons or Sharp. Okay. I don't think both of them can be on our team next year at all, actually. Like, I'm, I predominantly think that, like, straight up, no hesitation, because not only did Dame playing with CJ ensure that thought into my head, but um, just another year of mediocrity. And I feel like, we have so many talented – I've said this before in podcasts this season. The Blazers are a really talented team. Damian Lillard, very talented. Simon's very talented. Jeremy Grant, very talented. 
sharp, talented, but they're just, they don't work well together. And I think, fit, yeah. and I think it is interesting how you said um, sharp is kind of following Simon's path last, last season in terms of, you know, showing up how actually good he is. Like in both seasons, we were tanking and last year, Simon's got a chance to thrive and show what he was capable of. And this year it was sharp. I do think Simon's did it better, like kind of a lot better, but at the same time, obviously sharp's, 19 years old and Simon's was yeah. doing this at 22. So that That's is the kicker. honestly, that is the kicker. Huge difference. And they, they can both thrive on different teams. So you just got to know that because other teams are really going to want Simon's because that contract is low and his talent is there. And it's just my opinion, not in Portland. That's not the best place for yeah. him to use his talent. In my opinion. I agree. I, I, well, I'm, I wish we could keep both because I do think there's a world where it somehow does work down the line, but the only way you are going to pull off a big trade is if one of those two are involved. Because if you could tell me we could trade Nurk in the lottery pick and get substantially better and keep Simons and then have Sharp coming off the bench next year, I would be like, yeah, let's do that. But in the reality of the situation, one of those two has to go if you're bringing in a talented player. Um... And I also don't want people to think that I just think Sharp is going to do what Simons did this year and it's going to be just as bad. I'm just saying, if we, if I think necessarily if we want to win a championship, say, next year, Simons might be more impactful than Sharp. I could be completely wrong. Sharp has the potential to come in next year and just be amazing. But Sharp obviously has the potential to be a much better player in three or four years. It's kind of just like, where do you want to go with this? And it's just a hard conversation to have right now, especially when we don't know what the lottery pick is, especially just at the end of the day, it's probably going to be signed. It's going to get traded because of that contract, because he can match other players' salary. Mm -hmm. And it's going to stink when we see Simons go, because I feel like we haven't even had an opportunity to really see what he can do. Um, Because at the end of the day, I, I know it's hard to, take the 14 games to start the year when we were 10 and four, but we were 10 and four and I know we fell off and didn't, we were still like, for example, we were, I'm pretty sure we were still a game or two above the Lakers at the trade deadline. The Lakers went in and bought, we kind of stood pat sold a little bit and who knows if we buy at the deadline and we get healthy, Dame's having the best season of his career we could be where the Lakers are right now because at the end of the day, Damian Lillard in the playoff series, you always have a chance, especially yeah, with how open inter- the league is here. So That is interesting how you put it that way. I don't know. It's it's a hard – I don't think it's something we can predict, and I think it's something we just have to wait out, see what happens, and assess it when it's over. Um, but I agree. I think if we're going to bring in substantial talent that fits better next year, one of the two is probably going to have to go, most likely. Simon. That is That is crazy that the Lakers were – substantially worse than us at like honestly a long point in the season and now they are about what one went away from the western conference finals and you could argue they're the favorite to come out of the west yeah and that's just what buying at the deadline does and uh, living in los angeles everyone wants to go there and i think um, on my and i think on my bookie they're second in odds to win the championship oh i remember this was a podcast in like january or something or no it was like maybe november when we were like pretty good like our 11 to four record was kind of fading, but we were still pretty good. Anyway, yeah. I was like on, on the odds, you could bet that the Lakers to make it to the Western conference finals was plus, I don't know how many thousand, like 3000 or something. Yeah, something crazy. And the Blazers 
had a lower chance in them. And we were in a way better spot. We had a oh, way, yeah. and way we, better we, record. We probably need to go seat. back and we were just laughing our eyes out. Yeah, I was like, I was like, are you joking? This These bets actually think that the Lakers have a better chance of making the Western Conference Finals than us? And looking at it in hindsight, boy, do I need to get a reality check? Because when you have LeBron James and you can buy at the deadline, anything can happen. But um, yeah, that's interesting. And back to what you were saying before. Um, Hold on, I want to touch but, on that real quick. Because uh, yeah. you sent that text earlier and you were like, remember when I was absolutely clowning the bet for the Lakers to make the Western Conference Finals over the Blazers? And West goes, yeah, if the Lakers make it to the conference finals and even finals, then that could be one of my better takes of all time. What was his take? Did he say that the Lakers were going to make the finals? Because I don't think I he did. I have no idea. I have no idea he was talking about. Why is he acting like he's like making a good take? Because we know he's the king of bad takes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, West is, West is worse than me, I think. I'll say it. I'll be second worst. Just, we, we get ahead of ourselves sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we get ahead of ourselves. Playoff You're... series, regular season, doesn't matter. You're always, you're always a safe one, but then again, you make good calls. Your bets, you haven't, you're undefeated yet. You said the Blazers would suck this season. You're right. I mean, I just want to win the championship. Is it bad for me to say? I think the Blazers will win the championship, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, like I said, I might be victim of this, but I think me and just a lot of people in the Blazers organization, fans, um, they're they might be like too ready to jump on Simons. And that is because of CJ McCollum because mm-hmm. that's, that's fair. It's, 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 just, it's stale to do it again. It's just stale. Like you just, there's something you see something hurts your teeth seven years. That doesn't work. And the thought of it happening again, it's kind of just, it's gross. So yeah. Final topic, a final touch on this. You want to know what could possibly fix all the issues in Portland? Number Victor. one overall pick. True, and 10% chance, it's not that low. I mean, it's it low, is not it's, that low. It is not that low. Like, it could happen. Um, one in 10. What, 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 what's something in the world that's one in 10 odds? Let me just look uh, on Google. Um, that's like that's like driving down and uh, getting a yellow light like right before you hit the stop sign. Like, it's that simple. I mean, that was a stupid analogy, but it just shows how. What else is one in 10 odds? Um, um, let's see. The first thing that came up is the odds of a day being rainy in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So if it rains tomorrow, we are getting Victor. That, that's true. Yeah, I guess. That's true. Um, can someone give me like just ex- some examples? Obviously, it's like like got... it's it's more likely than rolling double sixes. It's true. It's more likely than <laughs> we rolling... rolled double sixes like what three times in a row. Yeah, that was stupid. No, it was. I think it was five. Or four? It was insane. Come on, son. It was four times in a row. Yeah, uh, we did this stupid thing where we just roll dice and see how many times we did a six. It was really dumb. Oh, my God. It's what, it's, it's one, in, one in ten is like the odds of Dame hitting three threes in a row, probably. Could happen. That's cash, cash, cash. Yeah, one, one in ten chance. It's also the chance that Draymond gets ejected. It's like, it could happen. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is, it's a lower chance. The Nurk finishing at the rim, and that's low. Just <laughs> <laughs> found a way. Found a way to get a dig in. Uh, and we just need—that's like Dame missing a free throw. Like it happens. Wait, how many Blazer games have we probably been to together in Portland? Like maybe around ten. Yeah. The odds of you seeing a feces on the ground on the way again. <laughs> We've seen oh that God. one in ten times. Yeah, but um, 
it it could happen. And a two pick, a three pick, a four pick, I think we walk away ecstatic if that happens. I mean, sure, in the back of the mind, be like, oh, I wish we got the one. But let's be honest, it's a long shot. It's a very long shot. Um, let's get a good draft because we need this pick to set up our season and our chance of winning a freaking championship on Dame's career. Come yeah, on. Just need playoff basketball back. Um, speaking of playoff basketball, let's get into the best bet. This is for tomorrow's games. We've, we're going to have to come up with a best bet because we're 1-0. I want to stay undefeated as long as possible on this podcast. Um, obviously, this is going to be the bet that all of us take tomorrow. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. just go ahead and looking in at the spreads for tomorrow's games. We've got, I think it's the Knicks are favored by four and a half points over the Heat back home in game five, winner go home. And then the Warriors are favored by seven and a half hmm. back at home against the Lakers. I really don't even know. I probably should have done a little more research coming into this on what is a good pick or not. But instantly jumping off the page, Heat plus four and a half, you get four points. Um, if you just had a had to make a pick straight from the jump, do you think the Heat and Lakers close it out tomorrow? Do you think the Knicks and Warriors extend? What do you think? today as we're i think the warriors extend there's no way the warriors are getting gentlemen swept at home that just it's not going to happen i mean it could but i don't think it's going to happen i think the heat could actually take care of the knicks tomorrow um yeah Yeah, i think the knicks are still favored to win i wouldn't bet on the heat to win but i'm just saying there's a chance that that would happen yeah um we're gonna have and, to give. We're gonna have to give a pick. Uh, here. I'll, I'll, I'll give one straight up. Curry hit like three three. He was like three for fifteen yesterday from three. Coming back home, um, win or go home. I think Curry is a little clutch. He's not like Dame clutch, but I do think he's a little clutch. I think we both thrash him a little bit in the elimination game. I'll take the over on Curry's threes, whatever it is. It's probably like four. The problem is he has to hit five threes to hit that. That seems hefty. Uh, I'll just read out some some threes. I don't like that. I'm not doing that. I yeah, it's a little. I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to bet emotionally. I need to bet with my head. There's wow five. That's the line. Dang. Yeah. Um. This is probably bad podcasting. By looking at but stuff if like you guys, this. if you guys use our promo code, you get you can get free money. So like I put in fifty bucks in my account. That's the minimum. And I use promo code Rip City. I got twenty five dollars for free. I could lose $25 of bets in a row, $25 bets in a row, and I'd still be breaking even. So wow, it's totally free money. That's a way to look at it. It is a way to look at it. Um, do you have your line? I don't know what I want. Oh my God. Well, we're get, we got to do something we agree on here. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Um, it's fine. There's not much blazer news to talk about anyway anymore. How long has this pod been? Do we make minutes? a? Do we make it? I think we're gonna make a cut right here and figure it out and come back to you guys. All right, let's make a cut. Okay, so we have our best bet after some minutes, some hours of research, some digging years. into the numbers, figuring it out. Um, yeah, this podcast was supposed to go live in twenty twenty two. It's going live in twenty twenty three because of all the research we did. But after conclusion, we are going to for our best bet um, of the podcast, the one that we will all be doing. Tonight, as you're watching this tomorrow night, as we are recording, it's Andrew Wiggins over one and a half threes. Currently, it's at minus 132 on my bookie. So, 
solid value there. Take the over. The reason we are taking this is because we're assuming the Warriors keep that Gary Payton addition in the starting lineup instead of Looney or Poole or Jermichael Green, whoever they're going to want to start instead of him. But they did a lot of pick and roll with Gary Payton the second coming and screening for Steph, which forced Anthony Davis on to Steph. This is why Steph had so many assists, because then they were forced to double Steph. He had like 14 assists last night. He's going to be swinging the rock. Wiggins had a lot of open looks last night. He didn't hit as many as he should have. I think he bounces back at home, gets two. He still hit two threes in the game last night on six attempts. I think he puts up at least five attempts. And that's that's our best bet. I think uh You know he's hitting one, but when's you know he's hitting one. Just, yeah. just gotta we're gonna be looking for that second one. And we wanted to focus on a guy that's gonna get minutes because you don't wanna put it on, say, like a Dante DiVincenzo, and then he ends up only playing six minutes in the whole game. Wiggins is gonna get his guaranteed thirty, possibly forty minutes especially in an elimination game. Andrew Wiggins, over one and a half three-pointers. You can use our code RIPCITY um, on my bookie if you want to put that in with us. So that's our best bet. We hit ours last week. We hit it again. It's up to you, Andrew. Um, do you have any final final notes um, in regards to best bets, in regards to podcast, in regards to the lottery before we wrap up? Not really. Let's just hope we... We get a good dice roll and roll that one for Victor Winyama, and and then we can be on our way to a 2024 championship with Damian Lillard as Finals MVP, obviously, because Victor's not winning Finals MVP. It's gonna be Lillard, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, but we will be doing a uh, draft lottery reaction stream. Whether that's just me, whether that's just me and West, whether that is all three of us. We will figure that out in the coming days, um, but there will be a stream for sure. So stay tuned for that. I know if you're watching at this point, you probably are interested in the stream, um, unless you just really, really are interested in this podcast. But we will uh, wrap it up there. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like. Make sure to go follow the Instagram and Twitter. And what what other social media platform are we on, Cody? TikTok. TikTok. Um, Rip.city.rundown, but you're not going to find us because they flagged us and don't give us any views anymore for some. Just kidding. Yeah. So we got some beef with TikTok now. But that's why we love YouTube. Um, we'll see you in the next uh, podcast. Peace. <laughs>